Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome, everyone. This is Rafael Hernandez, and you are listening to Believe in Barcelona. So, yeah, guys, it has come to the point where Barcelona's season has ended. I wouldn't say it, it ended earlier than expected, but the finale, I would say that it was quite predictable. So, today I will be discussing Koeman and how he failed, uh, and I will argue why do I think that we need to move on. I want to comment on Laporta's decisions on his first two months in charge. And of course, I want to talk a little bit about Manchester City and Guardiola because it's really a wonder that I haven't talked about them yet on this podcast. So guys, now a word from our sponsor. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores and odds. It's honestly the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. So to sign up, you simply head to the website betonline.ag or you use your mobile phone to sign up today and you're going to receive 50% as a welcome bonus on your first money deposit. So guys, by all means... This is really important and I want to thank everyone for the support always. So, okay, to begin things, I think it's inevitable to, to address the, to go back at the beginning of the season where I said that Koeman was never going to be my pick as Barcelona coach. Not because I have something against him. I want to make this very this very clear because Koeman is one of the biggest Barcelona legends of the last 30 years. The man was arguably the best centre-back that ever played for the club. You can put him right alongside Miguel and Puyol. And of course, he scored one of the most important, if not the most important goal in Barcelona's modern history with the with the winning goal against Fiorentina in the European Cup in 1992, which handled Barca its first European Cup after decades of absolute misery. And as a player, he was absolutely fantastic for Barca. He scored over 100 goals as a centre-back and... All of his contributions on pitch just cannot be forgotten just because he failed as Barcelona coach. I don't want to do that. I don't think that we have the right to do that, nor we should have. And honestly, it's it's a shame that it has come to this point. But after, right after Koeman was appointed as Barcelona coach, I positioned myself against it. And I was quite clear that I didn't think that he was the right man to lead Barcelona. Because Koeman has over 20 years of experience as a top-level coach. He's been coaching for a very long time. And I think that many, many Barcelona fans and football fans in general would be really surprised to hear this. And of course, his most notable tenure was as the head of Valencia when he simply burned everything down at the club and finished with a Spanish cup. So yeah, football is like that. You can simply do everything wrong and still win because it's a it's a, an, an unpredictable sport unlike any other. So it's part of it. 
And overall, uh, I would say that Koeman did uh, didn't do a very a very good job at Everton. Actually, he was really disastrous. And the moment that Koeman was appointed by Barcelona, you could see on social media that Everton fans were simply laughing in disbelief because it was incredible that a guy that was that was clearly disqualified to take over their club could simply handle Barcelona and of it was clear from the start that it, it wasn't going to happen uh, on the way that we wanted to see Koeman achieving success at the club and of course if we look at Barca's last 20 years and in terms of coaching appointments you had Haikard, you had Guardiola and Luis Enrique and pretty much every every coach aside from Van Gaal in the last 20 years simply didn't simply didn't have any kind of real success elsewhere or were simply starting as a, as coaches like Guardiola did so yeah there was margin to believe that Koeman could be successful but it wasn't likely and as I said I, I really positioned myself against it and seeing how things unfolded I would say that this season was a lot less worse than I expected it's 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 quite strange to say it out loud but I would say that at the beginning of the season we expected a complete mess like an irrecoverable season and I would say that we were right too because the club was in and in, in a complete mess with Bartomeu and Messi want to leave and everything else so yeah our fears were really based on that reality we weren't being pessimistic absolutely not so I would say that Koeman really deserves credit for actually taking over Barcelona as a dump as a dumpster fire and at, at, at least putting the fires out I see I think that we can give him credit for that he he actually played the, the kids uh, we had Minguez getting lots of chances and really revealing himself as a great prospect we had of course Pedri and Araujo too so overall I would say that and of course he likes Moriba too so overall I would say that in terms of bringing players through Koeman deserves a lot of credit for that uh, even if of course he didn't manage uh, Ricky, Ricky Puig as we all wanted him to the the situation uh, the way that Koeman treated Ricky Puig was very similar to what he did to Omar Niasse and Everton he simply blindsided the guy and isolated him and started mistreating him and I still stand by it on the the moment that Ricky actually asked to take the penalty against Celso Seda I am confident it's the kind of thing that Koeman simply let the guy take it because if he doesn't he's going to be burned at the cross and no one is going to talk about Ricky anymore but thankfully he converted it so it was a win-win situation for Koeman and what we saw against Levante was ridiculous because Koeman has done this many times this season. Like something bad on pitch happens for Barcelona and suddenly Koeman brings Hickey on. It, it simply doesn't make any sense. It doesn't help the player. And uh, 
I'm not saying that Puig is simply God incarnate. He's not. He's a good. He's a good to great midfield prospect for Barcelona. Xavi rating highly. Laporte too. And we had, of course, Pochettino when he was at Tottenham. He really wanted Hickey, and Hickey decided to stay. So Hickey is fighting for his place. He loves the club. So basically, Hickey has everything that a young Barcelona player should have. So the way that he's been treated by Koeman is very unfair. Even if, even if we take into the into consideration the rumors that Ricky was actually leaking things to the press and he was called a leaker by by Koeman, but we do, we really don't know if that is true or not. So I rather not comment on it further. So overall, the the treatment his treatment of Ricky was really unfair. Really, I would say even. Shameless at times, it was really unfair. And of course, I know that some Barcelona fans don't share my frustration. But when you see a promising La Masia player not getting the playtime that he deserves, you can't help but recall Thiago. Thiago wasn't getting enough playtime. Let us recall that Thiago didn't actually betray Barcelona. He he was simply sold because Barca needed to make bank after the Neymar signing. So, and of course, we, we saw what happened. Thiago was incredible for Bayer, man of the match in their last treble winning campaign. So, overall, I fear that if Ricky simply gets started and move on, he might be successful elsewhere. It's not a guarantee because Barca is the ideal club for him, but it's a possibility, and I think that he should have all of the all of the opportunities that he can to actually succeed at the club, just like Pedri is having Mingueza and Araujo and Moriba and Ansu before his injury. So overall, all of these kids deserve more playing time. I'm glad that most of them got it and we have to give Koeman credit for that. But aside from that, I would say that Koeman is still the worst Barcelona coach this century when it comes to big matches the way that Koeman actually actually managed the big matches was atrocious. He lost to to Zidane twice, and it wasn't even a context uh, a contest. And we and really, I when I when I think about Koeman and the big matches, I always recall the the second Clasico where Real Madrid won, and Zidane simply subbed on. A bunch of dead weight on pitch, Mariano, Isco, Marcelo. And Hamadri still managed to win, even at Barcelona trying their best. So it was Zidane basically, I would say it was, he was basically flexing on Koeman. I don't think Zidane is the kind of man to do it, but it was hard not to think that simply Hamadri could actually score two goals and sub some poor players on and move on. And of course, we had the loss against Atletico Madrid in for the league, and it was Simeone's first win against Barca in the league, and it was a really, really poor match. And we had the draw uh, to last weekend, which which was really, really awful. Atletico simply didn't do. Simply, I, I yeah, I want to be fair here. I think that Atletico did enough to actually. To actually beat Barcelona, Ter Stegen was actually incredible in that match. He has had some poor matches this season, but he was great versus Atletico. And the only one that I was actually trying something on pitch 
was messy and if it wasn't for all black maybe Barca could have even beaten Atletico Madrid and overall and of course that the management that Koeman did too in the Champions League Juventus actually trashing Barcelona the way that they did at the Camp Nou handling Barcelona its worst home defeat in European competitions for nearly a decade was awful and when you take into consideration that the same Juventus side will likely be playing Europa League next season it's simply it just cannot get any worse it was really embarrassing so and of course you have the the home collapse against PSG which was awful that 4-1 defeat was Barca's heaviest defeat at home in the Champions League uh, in over 20 years it was one to forget and of course you had the return leg when the players played better and maybe could have even knocked out PSG but still awful so the way that he has managed the biggest matches was just awful and it wasn't just because Barca is in a bad place. Actually, Barca had its worst results in the league against Atletico Madrid and Real Madrid in the in almost sixty years. Sixty years, six full decades. It was unbelievable, and this really cannot go on. And when you take into consideration where many times that Barca took the lead against lesser clubs in La Liga, and this the thing at some point simply collapsed as we saw the mess against Levante. Two quick goals, everything was walking to a easy Barca win, and then suddenly the whole thing collapsed because of Koeman's choices. He brought on Sergi Roberto and played him as a centre back, which doesn't make any sense because Sergi Roberto hasn't done anything for the club since that goal against PSG and then he Koeman brings him on and and as a centre back and Sergi simply screws up and the whole and the slim chance that we had in the league was completely lost. It's this kind of decisions that that are really hard to understand, especially because two two months ago, three months ago I was a lot more optimistic about our season. Things were looking up. We had that absolutely amazing win against Real Sociedad, that 6-1 win. So we we had some good signs that things were getting better and Koeman wasn't compromising anymore. He was trying new tactical formations. He was starting the players that deserved it. And then simply it it got to a point where Koeman started, started to make lots of mistakes. So it begs the question... What happened? What changed? What led to this collapse to our season? Did Koeman not have enough conviction to be successful at Barca? Why did he, did he start making so many mistakes? Or that good patch that Barcelona f- found itself into after Laporta was elected was just an effect of a more positive uh, atmosphere at the club? We, we Honestly, we will never know. But overall, I just... I just can cannot forget like the the pathetic loss against Cadiz and then the draw at home after that Lenglet mistake and of course the defeat against Granada. I think it's one of the worst defeats that Barca ever suffered in the league at home this century. It was simply awful. And many people don't know but Granada was actually playing most 
most of their B team, and by B team I don't mean Granada B, but actually most of their backup players because they had dozens of players injured, so they had to play many second string players, and they still common out and won at the Camp Nou for the first time. Granada ne had never even won at the Camp Nou before, never even gotten a point in the league there. And then he go, they go and they win and everything collapses. It was really, I don't, I think it's a little bit of unfair to say this, but I would say that Barcelona's entire season collapsed this time as if we were playing the first and the second matches against Liverpool in 2019 the first the first match was really was really promising it was a miracle that we won 3-0 but there was lots of good parts lot lots of a uh, lot of positive feelings and optimism and then suddenly when when the the heat is on the pressure is on the things simply collapse and it was really one to forget and I just cannot see Koeman coming out of this. I don't think that he is good enough tactically and when you take into consideration that many times this season when Barca were losing, he simply subbed on more forwards and when Barca need, uh, needed to hold on to a lead, he was subbing on more centre-backs or defenders and football is not like that. Uh, if you do this kind of tactic, even in FIFA, you won't be able to hold on to many leads or turn around or make comebacks during matches. So yeah, it was really amateurish from Koeman. And one thing that I really don't don't like is how Koeman pretty much complains on like every single one of his pre and post match conferences he's always complaining about something he's never owing up for his mistakes and this simply cannot slide and of course people will tell me but Hafa you complain a lot about Barca you are pessimistic many times and yeah but I'm not the Barcelona coach he has he has to do things differently he has to to have a more defined and confident approach he has to do things different because he he's simply the head of one of the one of the biggest co uh, clubs in the world. I'm just a guy that comments. I'm I'm just a football pundit, to be honest. Uh, it's it's really unfair to compare both situations. But overall, I just I just cannot say I just cannot see Coleman getting out of this. And I I really I really think that Laporta has seen the same problems with Coleman that we have, and. I'm, I won't say that I'm confident, but I don't think that Koeman will stray f stay for another season. And if Koeman does stay for another season, I will go on a limb and say that I really expect Barca to have yet another lost season if Koeman stays. He can simply make enough improvements too. And we still don't know if Messi will stay or, or if he will go. I would say I, I'm confident that Messi will stay, but sometimes after the after the, the kind these kinds of results like the defeat against Granada and the draw against Levante and Atletico and the team simply bottling when the pressure's on, this is the kind of thing that Messi must look and think: Should I stay here? And especially when you think that if Bartomeu hadn't actually backstabbed Messi and forced Messi to stay. For this season, Messi could have moved on to Manchester City and he would have won the Premier League and maybe even the Champions League again. So 
if we as fans are thinking this, I doubt that Messi isn't. I think that he's thinking the same of us. If he had moved on, he could have won more elsewhere. And it's really frustrating. Of course, I'm thankful that Messi stayed for all of his contributions on pitch. I think that he is the main reason why Barcelona actually challenged for the, for the, the league this season and won the Spanish Cup. And of course, he broke Pelé's record for for most goals scored for a single club. And overall, it's incredible what he does, his sacrifice for the club. But I really wanted Messi to move on last summer. I've been wanting Messi to move on from Barca since 2017, as, as controversial as that is. But I have to be consistent, guys. That That is the absolute truth. So overall, I don't know what's going to happen in the upcoming season. I don't think that Laporta knows either. The He's still getting the hang of Barca again. He's still trying to understand the whole mess that the club finds itself into. So let us be let us be a little more patient in that uh, patient in that regard with Laporta. And to finish things off about Quemen. So who do I think would be the best coach to actually re replace Quemen? Of course, the first one that comes to mind is always Xavi. Xavi, Xavi, Xavi. And of course, I understand that uh, he's done a decent job at outside in Qatar. But he's not a guarantee. He would be a risky bet, just like Guardiola and Luis Enrique and Valverde and Koeman and Rijkaard. All were, they were all bets that some of them worked out, some of them didn't. Martino is another example of a bet at the end. So Barca is always making high-risk appointments when it comes to coaches. And I don't think there's a single coach in the world that Barca could appoint right now that would be success aside from Guardiola, but he's not going to move. So let us forget that. Yeah, Xavi comes to mind. He would be very welcome to try. He would have my full support and maybe he could get things back on track he has the right ideas he's a genius footballer and he's a he, he has a fantastic football mind it's not a guarantee that it would work absolutely it wouldn't but it's a bet that i would be willing to to take another good option would be garcia pimenta he pimenta has been with the with the barcelona youth teams for over 20 years he knows some of the players that are some of the senior players that were formed in La Masia since they were kids. He could be a very a very good appointment. Actually, if I go back, I think that Setien uh, should have been uh, sacked after he lost the league and Pimenta should have been in charge for the Champions League against Napoli and Bayern. And if he was, I'm confident that Barca would, would have never lost 8-2 to Bayern. Absolutely not. The atmosphere at the club was simply awful. And yeah, he, I think that Pimenta would, would have been a good appointment now. But the best time for Pimenta was maybe a year ago. It wouldn't be easy for him. Another good, another good suggestion would be Ten Hag. And he has done a wonderful job in, in, at the Ajax. Absolutely. Uh, he's not perfect. He's still learning. I I follow many Ajax base accounts, many fans from the club, and sometimes Ten Hag makes 
substitutions that don't, don't make sense. He takes too long to make substitutions. Yeah, so no coach is perfect, but I think that he has the right mentality and the right football mind to take over Barcelona. He would be welcome for me too. Um, the final option here is Gallardo. For those that don't know, Gallardo is currently the River Plate, the, the Argentinian club coach. And he has done a fantastic work in South America. River has been a force in the Libertadores, which is the equivalent of the Champions League here in South America. And he's the kind of hardline type of coach that could really actually lead a revolution at Barcelona. He's tactically, he's very smart. And his, his, his style of coaching is more... Similar to Simeone, but the good parts of Simeone, uh, like how he's very demanding of his players, but he's not as reactive in his tactics as Simeone is. So uh, Gallardo is a little bit of a mix between Simeone and, and Guardiola and Klopp. So yeah, that seems quite incredible when I speak it out loud. And yeah, he's really an incredible coach. I think that he, he would be a risky appointment too, but it could work wonders for him to actually get the club out of this hole that it finds itself into if he has enough freedom to make the changes that he wants. And of course, I want to mention another big outlier here. People are going to be cursing at me. I just know it. But Allegri... The former Juventus coach could be a good appointment for us. He's not perfect. He, he is flawed, but he he can work very well with the resources that Barcelona has right now. He's a lot better than people give him credit for. Just look at Juventus since he since he he left the club, and Allegri was actually a good appointment to be made maybe before Koeman was appointed. Yeah, maybe it wouldn't be ideal. Yeah, now, yeah. But overall, Barcelona simply doesn't have any surefire coaching appointment that would work. One thing that I know for sure is Koeman simply cannot stay, guys. I just don't, I just don't see it working out for us. And surprisingly, this was... 26 minutes of just talking about Koeman and Barcelona a lot more than than I expected so I would just go over the rest I don't want to make this podcast too long so yeah uh, Laporta has been doing some great moves since he took over Barcelona he has renewed Minguesa's Alex Colado and Nico Gonzalez contracts uh, Colado and Nico were, were, were incredible La Masia talents I want to see these two guys in the first thing next season. And I think that Laporta is sending a very, very clear message uh, with with these renewals. He's focusing on youth. He wants to look to the future. He doesn't want to focus on the players that he has now. Aside from Messi, of course. And we already know that Laporta is talking a lot with Messi and his father about a renewal. Some people, and we have seen reliable reports, really reliable that Barcelona's offer to Messi is a two-year contract with a third perhaps in Inter-Miami and then Messi would become some kind of Barcelona ambassador or have a role inside of the club after he retires. So yeah, this could be incredible. Messi is the stalwart of our club. Messi is still the greatest of all time. He's been playing, he's been great this season, a lot more than people that aren't Barcelona fans 
failed to give him credit for. But he's been incredible, really. And he deserves all of the money that he wants. Uh, it's really a shame that Barcelona simply doesn't have that money anymore. So, yeah, it's a difficult, it's a difficult situation. And Laporta is also slowly removing people that Rossell and Bartomeu hired at the club. You had uh, the former Barcelona CEO Oscar Grau leaving. You had the chief of security from the club that was a Rossell loyalist leaving. So lots of bad people being removed from our, from our club. Just incredible news too. It's really important to have a, a strong club at this institutional, stru structural, and of course uh, at all sporting level. So this kind of thing, like the chief of security leaving, it's really important for the future of the club more than you would think at first glance. And of course you have Jordi Cruyff waiting on the wings to take over as Barcelona's sporting director. We don't know for sure when he's coming and if he's coming for sure. It's been kind of muddy ever since Laporta was elected about Jordi's place at Barca. Maybe he will come in the summer. Maybe he will come in December. We have had conflicting reports, but we we simply do not know if, if he's coming or not. And speaking of Barcelona not having any money... Uh, Laporta has already renegotiated part of the the club's debt, so this is really good. We still have all of that debt, but now we, we have better terms to pay it. This is really great news uh, because Barcelona doesn't ha Barcelona's risk of bankruptcy existed under Bartomeu because he was really bad at the club and his decisions were ruining the club, yeah. But now with Laporta, we know that he's a good guy that has the, the best interest at the club at heart. We know that Barcelona has a liquidity problem. And what do I mean by that? I mean that Barcelona doesn't have short-term money to pay its debts. So what Laporta is doing, renegotiating part of the debt and looking for more sponsors and the idea behind Barca Corporate being 50% of it being sold to an investor to raise money. This kind of thing is really smart because Laporta guarantees that Barcelona's short, medium and long-term future can all be stable rather than then the club suffer many, many more poor seasons just to get back on track a few years from now. He's doing things really, really well. And of course, I want to list two things that I really disagree with Laporta. If it's true, I, I really doubt it, uh, the, the second one. But first one, we have seen many reports and reliable ones that Laporta wants to renew Dembele. I wouldn't really renew the guy. He has only scored 30 goals for Barca. He's been injured for half of his four years at the club. I would try to involve him in some kind of swap with Juventus or other club or maybe try to sell him to Manchester United who was interested last summer. I say that the train has passed for Dembele at Barca. I don't think that he has the right mentality or the focus or even the that his body can take it. And to, to be successful at Barca, he was one of the most hyped players uh, when he signed, but he's not that guy anymore. He's been a huge disappointment and I would try to sell him. And from what we, we have seen, Laporta wants to renew him, which is something that I disagree. And the other one is renewing Sergi Roberto. 
I have seen reports that Laporta offered Sergio Roberto a one-year renewal and, La and Sergio Roberto refused because he wants to renew to two extra years. So it's the kind of thing that is really hard to believe because Sergio Roberto has been useless for Barca for over, for over two or three years. And then the guy is offered a renewal. He's already earning almost 10 million euros per season and he wants more. He wants more years in his contract. It's really ridiculous. And it's something that I really doubt that Laporta will... He really offered him that. And we need to get rid of Sergi. Of, I would say that Piquet's time at the club is over. And Untiti, I would also get rid of Alba and many other players. We really have to move on, guys. If you look at Barcelona's backline against Levante... It was exactly the same one that lost by eight goals to Bayer. And it's been a year. <laughs> we have to move on and we haven't. Really a big part of the squad needs to be changed. Maybe PK could still do something good for the club, maybe. But it's time to move on. Same for Alba. We either move on or we won't be able to be successful. These players are simply blighted by all of the, the, the poor experiences. This cannot go on, guys. And I would say that Laporta has been has been doing lots of great stuff, as I said. And I'm confident that for the next season we are going to be well placed to at least have a stable season without any turmoil off the pitch and with a good coach. And that's all that I want. And of course, I want to to cap things off, talking a little bit about Guardiola and Manchester City. Honestly, guys, their season has been incredible. Uh, no one really expected City to be challenging for any titles. And Guardiola won the, the Premier League easily. And the League Cup too, and now the, the Champions League final where he could make history. It's been incredible for Pep. I'm really, really happy for the guy. And people love to say that I'm a Manchester City fan, not a Barca one, because I praise the... Pep's club a lot and Guardiola but it's not like that guys I really love uh, Guardiola for everything that he did for Barca and to see him succeeding elsewhere it's something that will always make me happy we will always owe a lot to Guardiola and I don't have anything against Manchester City I think it's a great club with great fans who have always treated me well and they have the the right mindset on how to manage the club and they do everything that Barca should have been doing right during the Hostel and Bartomeu years. So yeah, I wish all the best for them and I really hope that Pep lifts the Champions League again after 10 years since the 2011 final. So yeah guys, this is all that you are getting from me today. I'm really, I'm really happy to be recording again. I couldn't record last week. And overall, I want to also thank Battleline for enabling this so this show. Thank you very much, guys, and see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.